0: Mainstream media often negatively portrays President Trump regarding issues of race. However, a new book offers powerful insight into a different portrait from a leader in the civil rights movement. Discover more on today's episode of A View From The Wall.
1: Join I Am A Watchman Ministries Managing Editor Joe Kerr with co-host Dylan Burroughs bringing you a fascinating discussion regarding the importance of Bible prophecy and Christian living today as it relates to our responsibility as believers to be watchmen. This is A View from the Wall. Welcome to A View from the Wall. I'm Dylan Burroughs, together with
0: co-host Joseph Kerr, and we're glad to join you today. One of today's greatest voices in the pro-life movement also has a historic connection with the civil rights movement. We are honored to talk today with evangelist Alveda King, And let me share just a few of her many accomplishments as we begin. Evangelist Alveda King is a former Georgia state legislator, the director of civil rights for the unborn for priests for life, and a devoted mother and grandmother. She is also a guardian of the King family legacy and the niece of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Author of numerous best-selling books, her latest release is Why Trump? Memoirs of a Journey of Faith, Hope, and Love. Evangelist King, welcome to A View from the Wall.
2: Thank you for the opportunity to talk with you.
0: You've had a front row seat to discussions with President Trump and talk about this in your new book. What have you experienced in your work with the president?
2: Thank you for asking. I met President Trump when he was candidate Trump in 2016. And ever since then, I, of course, voted for him in the presidential election. I've been invited to the White House many, many times and have met him out on the campaign trail even opened up a rally or two in prayer. And that has been so exciting. I've met his lovely wife and she's invited me and members of my family to the White House for Christmas and Easter. What a beautiful experience. I've met other members of his family, his children. So it's just been wonderful. The thing that impresses me about President Trump most is that he keeps his promises. And so he promised that we would say Merry Christmas again without being picked on or without being ostracized. And we certainly do that. He is the most pro-life president ever. He has helped the historically black colleges and universities. And I could just say so much more. And so my experience, why Trump? It's more like a scrapbook and a journal with actually personal pictures. And so with little explanations. So I am supporting and voting for President Trump because he keeps his promises.
3: Alvida, your passion for the pro-life movement is clear, and we appreciate it so much. And this has been a large part of your work with the president. Share some of your thoughts on what you see as President Trump's contribution to the pro-life movement in America.
2: President Trump is the most pro-life president ever. And I remember when the first thing he did was to mexico city policy we're not going to send money overseas for abortions we're not going to do that when there was the issue of rebuilding the wall and the immigrants and all of that he was working very hard to protect especially the mothers and the children and uh some people were trying to get immigrants free abortions he says no there's better ways of helping people and so here now i was actually at the white house i was invited And he did a phone call out of the Oval Office to the pro-life community. I was there on uh, boots on the ground when he did that. And I was standing on the stage when President Trump spoke at the March for Life. That was such a historical day. So I just really appreciate his promises made and his promises kept. And I talk about those in my book.
0: Yeah, so we appreciate and remember that day at the March for Life. And along those lines, the nomination of a new Supreme Court justice has been the talk of many headlines recently. What is your take on the nomination of a conservative pro-life female Supreme Court candidate?
2: I am just amazed and astounded at the goodness of God when I think about the new Supreme Court uh, Justice Barrett. The confirmation is coming, I believe. And when I saw her and her beautiful family, Uh, The fact that her husband is so supportive of all that she does, and he is really they're just a strong couple, a father and a mother, raising children and serving God and serving our country. I think it's just absolutely beautiful.
3: I want to quote something from your book, Alveda. You wrote, over the last four years, I have had a front row seat watching President Trump fight for the religious liberties, not only here in America, but around the globe. I have watched him champion the rights of the unborn. I've watched him advance opportunities in Black America. Trump is my president. What are some things President Trump has done specifically for the Black community that perhaps because of the fake news or where they get their information, perhaps they don't hear enough?
2: The fake news won't admit that President Trump is working now on the flight of the Black farmers of America and encouraging his administration and others who support his administration to help the black farmers. The historically black colleges and universities would have to come every year to get uh, re-credentialized to receive some funds. And President Trump says, no, this needs to be more permanent. We're not going to do that. The African-American men who were locked up in 1994 because of Joe Biden's policies, the, uh, the crime bill, They're predators and they're coming into your neighborhood and they're going to tear it up and hurt your family. Kamala Harris also locked up a lot of black men. And what is happening with the criminal justice reform, for example, from President Trump, many men and women are being reunited with their families. This is so important. So it's very, very important. uh, The issue of black wealth so that blacks can come up out of poverty. That's beautiful. And President Trump is really has always been helping with that when he was candidate Trump and before he was candidate Trump. Interestingly enough, people called him racist now, but before he was the greatest friend to, to blacks. And so when we say racist, he's not racist. He says we all believe red. I've heard him say that we all believe the same. And so treating us all as Americans in one human race and giving us our dignity with Juneteenth holiday and all of that. I think it's just marvelous.
0: Well, that's great to hear. And your new book, Why Trump, is also a memoir. And you were very personal in your stories. Can you tell us a story that really stood out to you as you talked about your work with Trump in this book?
2: When I went on the first public uh, adventure, I call it, I think that's the first public meeting. Maybe not, but I was invited to go to the African-American Museum with President Trump and company. Uh, Secretary Ben Carson was, was with there, Senator Tim Scott, many others were there. And as we walked through that museum and he would look, he saw the big stone where they would send the people up and strip their clothes off and beat them with whips and sell them and everything. He never said they, they, they put slaves on that block. They put anything. He says they put people on that block and did that. When he saw the slave manacles or the chains, He was brokenhearted about the ones they put on the adults. But when he saw the little chains that they put on the babies, he said, this is wrong. This is wrong. He stood at the Frederick Douglass display for a long, long time. And he talked about that. And then later, I was appointed by President Donald John Trump to the Frederick Douglass Holiday Commission. And uh, that was such a beautiful honor. Mm-hmm. Alvita,
3: we appreciate so much having you with us today. How can people be praying for you and your ministry and supporting your work?
2: Well, certainly visit alvita king dot com, dot org, and you can find out more about my ministry, my books, and those kinds of things. And just pray that as we all go on this journey, we will have strength and we will have joy, and continue to serve the Lord, seeing each other as human beings, not separate races, but one human race. According to Acts 17, 26, of one blood, God made all people to live together on the face of the earth.
3: Amen. Thank you for that, Alveda. You told us before we started, you only had a few minutes, so we certainly appreciate you taking the time you've given us. You have a blessed day.
2: Thank you.
0: That was Evangelist Avita King talking with us about her new book, Why Trump, which you can find at whytrumpbook.com. And while you're there, you can even request your own autographed copy. The website again is whytrumpbook, that's W-H-Y, whytrumpbook.com. This is a view from the wall, and we'll be right back.
1: From I Am a Watchman Ministries, here's today's I Am a Watchman Minute. Are you ready for the rapture? Do you know what it is, what the Bible says about it? Can you identify the signs that will precede it? Do you know where the term rapture comes from, or how long the tribulation will be, and what those left behind will have to endure? A watchman for the Lord will know these things. He will know what God has done and what he is about to do. He will know the truth and will share the truth. To help you know the truth, the I'm a Watchman team has established a new website, miraptureready.org. I encourage you to visit this site to learn more about what Bible prophecy notes will happen in the last days. miraptureready.org. That's miraptureready.org. Be bold, be faithful, be a watchman. I am a watchman.com.
0: Welcome back to A View From The Wall. Joe and I have been talking with Evangelist Alveda King, author of the new book, Why Trump? Memoirs of a Journey of Faith, Hope, and Love. Joe, I don't know about you, but it was quite an honor for me to have the opportunity to talk just briefly today with Evangelist King, someone who is a direct family member of the great Martin Luther King Jr., who's had such an impact on the civil rights movement, who's involved with the pro-life movement today at the national level, who's personal friends with President Trump and many of the top leaders in Washington, and who stands for many of the Christian convictions that we share. What were your thoughts as we had time together with her today?
3: I think that's probably one of the most profound that she's willing to stand up and be a voice that isn't popular. Let's face it: where um, you know she is, stands, is, what her positions are, and what she believes, those are not popular positions. Back in the nineteen sixties, when uh, Dr. King Sr. basically departed from the Republican Party and helped to get. John F. Kennedy elected, that was a departure because basically the Republican Party had kind of lost their way. So he supported a Democratic candidate that changed the direction of a generation. And she is now looking at the same thing going, okay, it looks like the Democratic Party has now lost its way. And she's gone out on a limb, but taking a very strong position. And I think, quite frankly, I think it's going to have the same kind of impact. I think what she's doing, following one party platform, not just the party, because it's not about Republicans or Democrats. She is saying, these things are right, these things are wrong, and she's willing to take a stand for that. And I'm praying that it affects a generation just like it did when her grandfather did what he did.
0: Yes, well, it's very clear that in her work, she considers the pro-life movement the issue of our time, and that's a big part of her support of President Trump. And for those of you who do hold that same conviction, this is a powerful opportunity for you to connect with what's going on in her life and her ministry. In addition to the Book.com website, where you can actually order an autographed copy of her book, which is amazing, you can go to alvedaking.com, A-L-V-E-D-A, king.com, and find out more about her ministry itself. Uh, There's so much that she does on behalf of the pro-life movement, as well as working to continue to lift up uh, civil rights issues across our country. So we want to encourage you to do that and do all you can to support the work that she's doing. But one other thing I thought was interesting is how she clearly pointed out The distinction between what we see in today's mainstream news, pretty much calling it fake news in many cases, and what's really going on behind the scenes. For example, she talks about how President Trump is not a racist person and, in fact, has done a lot to uplift the black community. Uh, What are your thoughts as you heard her speak those words today?
3: That's definitely one of the areas that is the most dangerous. And you could tell that if you watch the debates, they're going to repeat those things because, It's about keeping division, and that's sad that there is an agenda to divide people, but it's very clear when you listen to the candidates, you listen to the vice president and the president, if you can wade through all of the um, other stuff with a debate, you hear over and over again, that we are one people and he's about the American people and this country. Whereas you hear another version, whether it's the news or whether it's the candidates themselves, and it's all about division and how terrible it is and how your life is horrible and how the president hasn't done anything for you. And things are worse and worse and worse. It's just always comes back to division because I think they really believe if they can keep us divided, then they get more votes. That's a really sad commentary.
0: Yes, and for those of you who are listening and saying, why are you talking about all this political stuff? Aren't we supposed to be studying the Bible, dealing with Bible prophecy? I do want to encourage you, if you were to take a moment to look at some of the latest writing that Evangelist King has done, one of the things she says she's been doing during this quarantine period is praying on her own as well as with groups nationwide about the future of America. I don't know about you, but I would like to hear from more Christian leaders who said that they spent their quarantine days focusing on more prayer. A lot of us have been tuning out to entertainment or things that help fulfill ourselves, but that issue of praying for our nation, praying for the pro-life movement, for example, in her case, is a powerful testimony of how things really happen in this nation. And looking back to what we talked about a few weeks ago, we promoted Edward Graham and the work he was doing as the son of Franklin Graham, the march on Washington, uh, the prayer march at Washington back in September and how they were praying for God's will to be done And Franklin Graham clearly declared that there is no human who is the answer to the situation in America. God is our only hope. And she shares that same passion. So for all of those who are listening today, who are concerned about the future of our country, there are leaders out there who are praying. And that's a good reminder for us that we need to join together to be part of this prayer movement that God is rising up during these turbulent times to be able to accomplish some great things on behalf of the kingdom of God. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that issue, if you would, Joe.
3: I encourage people to go check out her website, alvidaking.com, because it is a stark contrast to some of the messages that you hear out there. If you look at her vision statement, her vision statement says that her organization exists to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ and the power that changes the world to our communities, that she supports Family values and morals and the nuclear family and that she stands as a voice that is trying to bring the gospel to the world that she's unashamedly saying, I have a Christian worldview. And because she has a Christian worldview, it affects how she views society and what goes on that's one of the things that's missing in the current racial tension that we see there isn't a dr king type voice like there was in the 60s when i was growing up he was the first one to condemn the violence and the riots and because he came at it with a christian worldview and he wasn't the only one others like john lewis grew up as pastors And so they came at it with a Christian worldview. You heard Alveda say nonviolence. That's what you get if you read the word of God. You're going to take a different approach, even in a protest, even with all of the emotion behind it. Her Christian worldview informs how she acts. And that's the way we ought to be as Christians.
0: Yes, and and that's a good way to put it, because our worldview does determine our actions. Sometimes we get so frustrated by some of the violence we see in our society, some of the racism we see in our society, but the way we respond to that should reflect the faith that we have in Jesus Christ, and she's a great example of someone who's looking at what's happening in our world. She's very realistic about the issues that we face, but is also positive about the difference that God's Spirit can make on these issues, and I hope you are as well so much discouragement in our society right now a lot of people who are down depressed who are unemployed who are dealing with mental health issues but all is not lost god is still at work god still has a plan for you god still has a plan for your community god still has a plan for our nation it's time for us to join together as brothers and sisters in christ no matter our background pray that god would continue to pour out his blessing upon our land especially during this important important time We have to break for just a moment, but we'll be right back. Stay here for more on A View From The Wall.
1: The Bible predicts the rapture of the church is coming. Are you ready? Soon many will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Only they will escape the dark days that are coming, a time of tribulation that will usher in the Antichrist and great destruction upon the entire earth. There's only one escape, one way, one light, one truth. His name is Jesus. He came and died so that we may live forever with Him. But to receive this new life, there are three things we must do. The ABCs of salvation. A. Admit you're a sinner and that you need a Savior. Ask for forgiveness and receive His grace. B. Believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that He came, lived, died, rose again, and will come again. Believe that He is Lord and God. C. Commit to walk His path, the path He wants you to walk, and walk it out by faith. Then you'll be ready for the return of the Lord. To learn more about the rapture and how to know for sure, visit miraptureready.org.
0: Welcome back to A View From The Wall, I'm Dylan along with Joseph Kerr and earlier we spoke with Evangelist Avita King and thought it would be a great idea to wrap up our program together by sharing a prayer she shared at a Trump event in Phoenix in August 2017. Here's the prayer from Evangelist Avita King.
4: Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power of your Holy Spirit we come, thanking you for your love, mercy and grace asking that your mercy temper the judgment we surely deserve. We pray in deep and sincere repentance, asking for your forgiveness of our sins. Where we should be living together as brothers and sisters, we as a nation have rejected your truth of one blood, one human race, and embraced racial division leading to the injustice of racism. We have slaughtered our weakest in the womb, the poor, the elderly, and infirm in the name of reproductive rights and social justice. We have embraced inhumanity to humankind in the name of humanism. In constructing and destroying man-made statues in the name of memorials, we have worshiped idols and are reaping the bitter grates of wrath today. O oh Lord, forgive us. Fan the flames of revival. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. Today we pray for our leaders that they will walk in your ways, accepting the wisdom and godly counsel of your word. Breathe, dear Lord, on the White House, the State House, the School House, the Bank House, the Sick House, the Poor House, the Jail House, the Drug House, the whorehouse, the orphan house, the widow's house, the church house, the world house, my house. O oh Lord, touch every house, every heart, give sight to the blind and set the captives free. Bless our president, first lady, their family, and all within our nation and around the world. Let your righteousness roll down as waters and your justice as a mighty stream. Help us to love you, each other, and ourselves in Jesus' name.
0: What a powerful prayer. Evangelist King is correct that many of our problems when it comes to racism in our society can best be addressed spiritually. No government mandate or social movement compares with hearts changed by the love of God. She has, in fact, said elsewhere, and I quote her saying... This is the 21st century, and we would like to think racism is dead in America. Actually, that's not the case. Still, there are some racial issues that are out across this nation, and so we have a responsibility as compassionate citizens of America, no matter what our ethnic group happens to be, to confront these issues when they arise. You know, Evangelist King has really become known for two things in her work, the civil rights legacy of her uncle Martin Luther King Jr., and serving as a leader in the pro-life movement. Joe, I want you to talk about this. Mention just for a moment how she blends these two issues together in her work and why this is important.
3: Well, I think she is, first of all, unafraid to take on a difficult issue and talk about some difficult topics. But the pro-life movement and that side of what she does is really just a natural extension of her fundamental belief that. Life is important to God. That's why racism is wrong. That's why many things are wrong. That's why, you know, obviously murder is wrong, but that's true whether it is a person who is 40 years old or a person who is unborn. So it's a natural extension of a Christian worldview that says God's word is true. God is for life. The Constitution verifies that we have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Those are God-given rights. Those are not rights that come from the government. And one of the things that her uncle and her uh, grandfather both understood was that that is a fundamental right that is given to us by God. The reason they marched, the reason they peacefully protested was because they knew this is a God-given right, and they were standing up in their mind for what the Bible says, not just for Proper treatment of human beings. And that is one of the saddest parts that we have to address. But it is nonetheless true. Um, And she said that before, that there are more black babies that are killed in abortion than there are any other ethnicities by far. Um, almost 30 percent and that's a very sad reality but i'm glad that she has the voice and the platform she does to talk about it
0: that's interesting that you mention that because she has said that for the dream of dr martin luther king jr to live our babies must live and that mothers must choose life i think that's such a key statement and i've seen this elsewhere and agree that the first human right is the right to life i see how she's embraced this cause recognizing god's value of human life from the point of conception when I want to see what she's doing, her work inspires me in this area, and I hope it encourages all of our watchmen and watchwomen to stand firm in their convictions as well as we seek to serve the Lord faithfully in these last days. We want to thank you for joining us for today's program. It's been a special one having the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s niece, Alveda King. We want to encourage you to listen again and enjoy all of our programs at IamAWatchman.com or wherever you stream your podcast. And please join us again next time here on a View from the Wall.